the last message I got from my job was, Are you still feeling sick today? Can you come to work? Yo, man, I don't know who y'all think you texting and talking to, but, um... Flies, we ain't a cold as me, ain't another got a swag quite like But hold up, hold up, that's the way I feel But hold up, hold up, but that's the way I feel Yeah, back swinging and banging on the ones and twos Allow me to reintroduce myself to you I am Kendrick Avant, your agent of gratitude the Multiple Sclerosis Outlaw, and this is your favorite podcast, Disabled But, where your boy is disabled, but he gets into so many shenanigans and nonsense, you can't help but to rock with it. And what I'm kicking out today with is the story of my most recent termination, people. Yeah, man, your boy got Fired again, dog. And I don't know how many times I've gotten fired in my life. When I was a school teacher, I've always told my students, always told my students, the only job I've never gotten fired from is teaching. That's it. I mean, everything from ice cream serving. My first job was Taco Bell, got, got fired from that. My second job was Kroger's, got fired from that. I tried, I, in college I was fired I was fired from multiple jobs. I mean, I stay getting fired. And most of the time, it's because of me. I was young and dumb. I think everybody gets fired early. Everybody gets fired early in the game. Then you learn what you're doing, you settle down, you calm down, and things get going. That's how it was for me at least. I got into teaching, I settled down, knew what I was doing, and I wasn't about to get fired. I left teaching. I retired from teaching early, and by now I'm sure you all know it had something to do with multiple sclerosis. So I left teaching, and now ever since then, I've gotten fired from jobs. After teaching, I became a realtor, got fired. I was an insurance agent, got fired. I was a tutor for another company, got fired. Um, I was an instant agent for a couple of different jobs, man. I told y'all before, I got fired from Allstate on my right after my damn birthday party. It was my birthday. They had a birthday party and then let your boy go. Let me go because I had been out sick for a while and came back and they figured out, you know what? Even though he has sold the most policies in his group, even though he is the hottest agent we, that we got, Let's go and let him go, man, because we can't take a risk on this cat running up high insurance bills. That's what I've always thought. This most recent gig is that Med I do Medicare and Medicaid telesales. I started out with United Healthcare. I've been doing it now for over about a year. Over over a year. I was in I was an independent agent before I got a hold of this. And once I got a hold of this gig, I figured, you know what? Work from home. Telesales, I can figure this out. No, I can figure this out. I've sold houses. I've sold insurance. I've sold policies. I know what I'm doing. And for the most part, I pretty much know what I'm doing, man. They, um, When I first got hired, and I was a salesman for, for United Healthcare. 
They fired me up right after the, they call it the annual, annual enrollment season, AEP, annual enrollment. I got fired because I run my mouth too damn much. I wasn't making enough sales. Come to find out either way, man, I was close to, I was close to 22, 23%. That shit should have kept me going. But either way, they let me go, move my ass into customer service, told me I talk too much. I run my mouth too much. Cool beans. I'll take it. I slid into customer service and I figured, you know what? I'm cool with this. I don't have the sales pressure. That was a bunch of nonsense anyway. But every job is. Every job you don't want to do ends up being a bunch of nonsense. And y'all know what I'm talking about. So in this particular job, I've been working for this company, man, for a while. And um, I started out told the United Healthcare. Got fired. I went to customer service. I got fired from customer service over medical issues. Ever since teaching has been medical issues. And how they got me with medical issues was we left. I was hurt. Um, I came back and I had to have a medical note to return to work. Cool. Except the doctor tells me, hey, your job, your insurance doesn't pay. Is I don't, I don't take it. It's not covered. Damn. So I hit the job up like, yo, it's not covered. They sent me to the insurance. Insurance sent me to the website. I called every one of the 20 or 30 doctors on the website. None of them, none of them were accepted to the doctor. Like, golly. So that means I either got to go to a new doctor. Except every doctor that's on the list, the 20 or 30, none of the doctors on the list actually accept the insurance plan that they're on the list of. Say this again. I have a healthcare plan with my job. Let's call it the Meek Healthcare Plan. The Meek Healthcare Plan has 20 or 30 doctors on their website that accept their Meek Healthcare Plan. Except when you called each of the 20 or 30 doctors on the Meek Healthcare Plan, they don't accept the Meek Healthcare Plan. So you call Meek Healthcare Plan. Hey, your website's messed up. I need a doctor. They don't know what to do. It's customer service. Yo, I, I went through I went through, went through this for a couple of times with them before it became an issue. Like, shit, I don't know what to do. So I tell my job, hey, it's not covered. What do I do? They tell me to pay out of pocket. Skrrr, hit the damn brakes. Hold the horses. I... I got to clap that out, man. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Pay out of my pocket to go to the doctor when your ass got doctors on the website? Come, So, I ended up getting terminated. I stood on my ground. I stood on my, I, I stood on my two feet. I held it down. Held it down on the front porch. I ain't doing it. And they let my ass go. Let my ass go. And they fired me under, they fired me something, they fired me without prejudice. Without prejudice means I can come back in, in a couple of weeks. Now I found out, I found out later on, man, that, that was a slick way. Cause what they did was they slid it in like I quit or something. I ain't goddamn me quit. They were, they fired. I got fired over there. So either way, I got let go. This was early August. Yo, man. Right the next month, early September, I'm hired right back. Cool. I just want a gig. I just need the job. Cool beans. I jump on it. 
So that's where I've been at. I've been at this current gig with the same company that fired me in August. They just brought me back. And the way they fired me this time, check this out, man. So we go through training. They hired me. Go through four weeks of training. And none of my tech stuff actually works. I can never log on through our training onto a website, onto a platform. I can't work the doggone stuff because of tech issues. I'm not the only one, but I can't work the doggone stuff. Now, after four weeks of training, it's time to make these sales calls, except I can't work the doggone stuff and neither can a few other people. So they make us subject matter experts. What that means is we don't even work the phones. I'm loving this, man. We don't even work the phones. All I do is help everybody else make sales. So I'm coming in off the clock, before the clock, hour and two early, meeting up with individuals on the sales team, showing them little low Google reports on how to be thankful and that can make you a better salesman because being grateful will increase your sales by 37%. Yeah, look that one up. But either way, so I'm doing stuff like that. I'm having trainings with people. I'm giving people one-on-one -on -one instruction on how to increase their sales. You might be asking me, how the hell can you teach somebody to increase sales if you're not making the sales? And I will tell you, you worried about the wrong damn me thing, player, because I'm telling you right now, Andy Reid can't run none of the routes that, that he was drawing up for his football team. He cannot throw the ball anywhere near what Patrick Mahomes does. But you know what Andy Reid is? A hell of a damn coach. Same thing with Bill Belichick. We can go on and on down the list. Y'all not going to act like just because I'm not making sales, I can't be good at teaching you how to make sales. This is what I do. I'm a damn me teacher. So either way, back to the story. So I am struggling now. They got me as a SME, loving it, not doing that. Loving it, loving it, loving it, loving being a SME. I don't have to make calls. Three weeks being a SME, they tell us, hey, look, we're not going to keep any SMEs because we want people to make sales. We got to let you guys go. As awful as that is, as awful as it is, I understood it. I get it. I felt that was coming. So I actually, I'm able to take that. They let us go about an hour into the shift. Nine o'clock. I started eight. At 12 o'clock, 12 or 1, I get a phone call. Yo, we want to bring you back. Except if we bring you back, we're bringing you back and you can't tell certain people that they were officially fired. We're just going to bring you and some a few back. And you can no longer be a SME. You got to be a sales agent. Like, golly, man. Okay. Well, I guess you got to train me and shit like that. They tell me, being on that phone call, we'll train you. All right, cool. Get a phone call at around 3 or 4 o'clock that afternoon. So this is now the third call from the job in one day. Fired, want to bring us back at a lower position. That means you're basically demoted. If you go from being a SME to being a salesman, that's the damn demotion. And now at 4 o'clock, they tell us, hey, I'm going to show you how to work this stuff. I'm going to give you 5 or 10 minutes to play with it, get it going. Put you on, put you on the floor. You got to make a sale before you got the phone today. Skrrr again. Skrrr re remix. I don't know what that's all about. You got the wrong dude for that. I got way too many health issues. I got way too much stuff going on in my life to tell me 
that you gonna give me a five or ten minute training on any damn me thing and put me up as a salesman. I'm not doing that. I refuse to do that. It's too much pressure on me, man. Y'all know I got multiple sclerosis, dog. As a matter of fact, I would love, since this is my podcast, I am the one who is disabled, but. So this is my podcast. Let me read exactly to you what the text message I told my boss. Quote, unquote, boss. Told a supervisor. Text right back on Teams. I had seizures during our training. You wanted to send 911 and I cried begging you not to because I'm used to the seizures. My medical issues are complicated, but it's evidenced here. And you know I don't have health care. None. My ADA modifications are not being addressed. My disabilities are thought to be something I can just get over. I am not a regular person. Even my learning capacity is directly affected by my illness. I won't receive Medicaid until my mental abilities fall another 15%. You can't just put me on phones using a system I've never used without practice, without a real training, no walkthrough, with all that intense sales pressure, and nothing to support my disabilities and handicaps. That's way too much for a person like me in this situation. Can't do it. Yo, man, the cat gonna text me back. Well, what can I do? Uh, yo, you can give me my ADA modifications and stuff like that, number one. Number two, you can train me on how to use the system. And number three, you can put me back as being a SME, as a subject matter expert, so I don't have to deal with the phones. But no, they don't want to do you, boy, like that. Instead, they just going to take me off the clock. So I asked the job, man, why aren't my ADA modifications being met? Isn't this against the law? And the job tells me they don't have to meet my ADA modifications because I was fired and brought back. I said, well, aren't my ADA modifications still on record? It was just two months ago. And the job tells me, yes, they're on record, but since you were terminated and you have come back, you have to get all new paperwork, modifications, disability, all of that kind of stuff. Damn, but none of the doctors in my area accept your health care plan. Yeah, we know. Isn't this why I was fired in the first place? Yeah, we know. Hey, Bell, what the hell? I don't know where to go from here. And that was the end of the story, good people. And at that point, your boy decided, I'm not even going to try to get the job back. I'm done with it. Let me focus on me. I'm Kendrick Avant, your agent of gratitude, exemplifying how gratitude glows your perspective and makes you a better person and parent. For 20 years, I've taught young people to put mindset over bullshit. And now for $99, you receive a seven-day crash course in these tools, access to my private Facebook group, and you leave a better person. Schedule me now for a no-charge consultation at allthingsonelove.com. 
So, yo, man, that is the new gig now. I am Kendrick Avant, the agent of gratitude. I am a mindset engineer. I'm a mindset coach, a success coach. What I am is a certified life coach now. And I have all the way taken this upon myself that I'm never going back to the workforce. I'm not going to again have to worry about pissing on myself and coming into that camera so people look at you. I don't want to ever again have to worry about asking to go to the restroom, being taken off the clock because I go to the restroom. I can't get made fun of anymore about having seizures while I'm on the clock. And that has happened before at these jobs. I am now Kendrick Avant, the agent of gratitude. And what I do is teach people the tools to put mindset over bullshit. Because that's what I've been doing now for the last five years. For 20 years, I've been teaching kids to do it. Teaching young people to do it in all sorts of ways. But these last five years, I've learned to do it myself. I've learned to get over these disabilities. I've learned to get over these limitations. I've learned to get through the struggles with communicating with my wife, the struggles with communicating with my kids. And now I'm offering everything that I've learned, everything that has made me a better person, that has made me into this agent of gratitude. I'm offering that to everybody else now. And I do it for a price, of course. I got products and the products are designed by me or designed by a member of my team, which is the wife or the kids. My products are the eBooks that I write. I have published journals that I write and I've had discussions with people that want to know, why are your books on Amazon? Why don't you publish the books yourself from your own pocket? Easy. I don't have the money to publish the books out of my own pocket yet. So I partner up with Amazon to get the product out. You got to get, got to start somewhere. And I'm not about to wait to have everything lined up, to have all the ducks in a row before I take off and get going. Can't do it, man. My wife wanted to make shirts and it took her too long to start. So I used another program and got shirts going myself. I bought my own shirts. I sold my own shirts. And I did not have a high collection. I didn't have a bunch of fancy looking shirts. My shirt says stuff like, be grateful. A healthy mind does not speak ill of others. My shirts were simple, white or black, and just had a little message on them. Now... Yo, man, my queen has some awesome stuff she has put together. That type of stuff is so fly. Yes, I still buy them. Yes, she still buys them. And these are the products that I now offer on my website, allthingsonelove.com. The website has grown itself, man. When I got fired, it was just a blog. It has been a blog since 2017. When I quit the healthcare and I was trying to get my mind right and I was focused on doing the gratitude journal. I put it online. I did, a, I did it on Facebook. I put it everywhere. If I put it in the journal, I was always losing it, messing it up, spilling some liquor on it, dropping food in it, leaving it somewhere. Somehow I would come back, man, and somebody else has written in the doggone journal and I don't want to use it anymore. I went through all of that type of stuff. But when I got this damn me illness 
and as I put myself back together, the services and things that I've learned are all intertwined. So now I am a public speaker. I'm an inspirational speaker and I can go to places like schools and teach them how a gratitude journal can help with the kids' behavior, can help with the kids' apathy, can help with the kids' motivation, can help with the kids' inspiration. And there is definitely a difference. Now I'm able to go into places like nursing homes and I can go into places like hospice centers and I can talk to people of the elderly stage and I can talk to people who are dealing with a chronic illness and they're at the last stages. And I can look them in the eyes and have this real life discussion about how gratitude can change your perspective. I'm right here dealing with it myself, which does not prove that you need to do it the same way I do it. All it proves is that I'm the shining example that you can have some fucked up. I mean, you can have some awful prognosis and still get through this stuff smiling and moving and shaking and baking, people. You can still do this. That's the inspirational talk that I'm offering and I give to these facilities, to these companies, to these businesses, to these schools. I also have a service called Agencies of Gratitude. And that's where I come to your business. I come to your school and I customize. I make a 90-day gratitude journal based on the issues, the problems, the limitations, whatever you need to have improved at your business or at your school. So if you have an issue with kids skipping school and you need to get your attendance up, then you hire me and I'm designing a 90-day gratitude journal that's going to help the kids get to school. You say, well, how do you get the kids to school using a gratitude journal? Easy, brother. Because I'm in front of your class every day. I'm in front of your school every day. You can catch me virtual. And you get all of this energy that I'm bringing to y'all right now. And that's what I can do with the agency of gratitude. If your business has an issue with maybe people using up too much of their vacation time, or your business has an issue with people parking in the wrong spots, then what I do is come and design that 90-day gratitude journal based on your business, based on your company, your local surroundings, your local areas. I'm going to fill it up with local numbers and local eateries. I'm going to fill it up with wellness tips that have to do with the areas that you service. And the way that improves your business is that when you come to me and say the employees are parking in the wrong area, I'm giving you examples throughout the 90 days as I'm sitting in front of your employees, getting them crunk, getting them riled up every day. And in my 90 days, I'm constantly slipping in gratitudes for how I've been in the right area, been in the area I'm supposed to be, how I followed instructions, and that got me to a better spot that day. You get that for 90 days, and that's how you improve the parking at your company. You get that for 90 days, and that's how you get kids to want to come to school. Because at that point now, the kids know you are prioritizing them. The kids know you're taking time with them. Your employees at your business know you're taking time with them. Look, man, the numbers tell you 58% 
of people will remain at a job because their supervisor is grateful, because they feel appreciated. Putting a gratitude journal in is how you improve your employee retention. It's how you keep those good workers. It's how you make them want to stay because you've changed the culture, you've improved the culture. That's the same thing with your students at, at your schools. Once you have improved that culture, the kids want to come to school. The kids want to come to school and tell you what they're grateful for. Because as they're telling you what they're grateful for and you get their whys behind it, now you know what your students' strengths are. You know what their weaknesses are. You know things about their personal life that you can use to make them a better person, that you can use to tie your lesson plans to them. That way, everything becomes that hand that washes the other hand. That's the agency of gratitude. That's how I build this for your company. And I also have the mindset over bullshit university. And that's where for an entire 90 days, I'm doing the same thing on a one-on-one level with you. We are working with you on your meditation. We're working with you on your yoga. I am teaching you how to do those two things. I'm working with you every day on your gratitude journal. I'm lining up, sitting there with you. So when you are struggling, you got me shouting and grinning right there in front of you, telling you stuff like, bro. Your boy is so grateful that he has this water in his cup right now because it already has the lime juice in it and it's alkalized, which makes me have a boost of energy every time I sip it. It's like a little tartan and I make a bit of beer face. You're laughing and giggling and you look around your environment. Now you got something to write about. That's the kind of energy you're getting from me when you sign up for the Mindset Over Bullshit University. This is the kind of energy you're getting when you sign up to get an agency of gratitude established at your school, to get an agency of gratitude established at your company. This is the energy you're getting when you get me there for that full day, giving you this inspirational message of how to use gratitude to keep you going through the hard times. All of this, I've decided to make this my everyday, all day, only day career for the rest of my time, people. I'm your agent of gratitude, and I can't be your agent of gratitude if I'm always in that nonsense nine to five, clocked in doing telesales for Humana or for Blue Cross Blue Shield or for Aetna or for WellCare. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. And that's why I decided to go independent And that's why I am busting my ass to build this business that puts the tools to make your mindset over bullshit. That gives you the mindset to get beyond the limiting beliefs, to get beyond these systems of injustice. I am here to rock with you. And if you don't have the money to pay for it, then keep rocking with the podcast and catch this energy. Jump into the Agency of Gratitude Facebook group and catch this energy. Follow me on Instagram and catch this energy. I got all types of tutorials all over YouTube to catch this energy. You can always go to All Things One Love. And although it is more than a blog, it is an entire website with products, services, carts, and videos, 
you can still catch all these tips, these tools, these routines that improve your wellness, that improve your mindset, that improve your gratitude. We do this with journaling, with manifestation, learning your love language, knowing your learning language, how to put those two systems in place to make your kids listen to you more, how to put these systems in place so that you and the wife, you and the husband, enjoy some good times on weekends with some kids who are asleep from doing gratitudes and feeling good. All of these are the services, the products, the things that I'm giving you because like Jay-Z told y'all years ago, I'm not a businessman. I am the businessman. Kendrick Avant, your agent of gratitude. And what I do is teach people the tools to put mindset over bullshit. You can reach me at allthingsonelove.com for a free consultation. And I cannot wait to hear from you. Be pretty, stay grateful, and I'll see you there. Well, hold up, hold up, but that's the way I feel. I got a beast mentality, dog. I eat until full. Right now I'm in grind mode, so now I'll pass me a red pool. I finally made it 30 days. 30 days, no sugar. 30 days, no gluten. 30 days with no alcohol. And of course, of those three, the worst was the alcohol, dog. Oh, man. And I guess that goes to show y'all starting out. This is not going to be a story where after 30 days, I'm thinking to myself, how can I get more? I'm talking about how much better I feel and how I know for now I'm never going to drink again and I won't have gluten again and I'm going to stop eating all the sugars and blah, blah, blahs because I'm already living clean and blah, blah, blah. Man, damn that dog. Damn that bro. Now, of course, the energy was good. The energy went up. I felt really good with the energy. The pain started out going down. Everything really went well the first two, maybe three weeks. And man, I guess about with about 10 days left, things just progressively got worse. And I don't know where that came from because it wasn't like I ever had a cheat day. I never tried to slip in or slide in some sugar, some gluten, some alcohol. There were no little sips or little shots of this and that. Every time throughout, and I actually made it 33 days. Every time throughout the 30-day time, I was good, I was true, I was holding it down. Man, on top of that, for my 30 days, I did 30 yoga poses every single day. And some of those days, I did 40. A couple of those days, I did 50. One time, I got to like 57, 58 before I finally took out. All that felt good. All that felt great. But it's like still at the end of it, with about 10 days left, it just wasn't going as well as I felt like it should have. Maybe I guess it's that the equivalent of being a workout warrior and you hit like a plateau. That's what I felt like I did. I felt like everything was on the up. The energy, the thoughts, the pain, everything was improving. And I was actually thinking to myself, oh, snap. Shit, I can keep this up. 
It is true. I can get rid of Candida and be an awesome person. Yay, I heal myself. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. With about 10 days left, everything began to come crashing down. The energy stayed up throughout. Energy stayed up throughout. But it started out with the negative thoughts, and I don't even know what it was that put my mind into a negative place. But from there, I just felt all the momentum draining out, zipping out, going right out the window. And I stayed true through, I stayed true to it, man. As soon as my 30 days was up, I couldn't wait to I couldn't wait to celebrate, to go hang out and kick it. And as soon as I had those sips, I started feeling better. My energy was up. I don't get hangovers. It's maybe I do get hangovers, but because I have primary progressive multiple sclerosis and I deal with the chronic pain, everything that comes with it, the the seizures, the spasms, I also have spondylosis, I also have ulcerative colitis, and I have IBD, irritable bowel syndrome, and I got a tumor, a, a five centimeter tumor on, on my left kidney. All these issues together. Yo, bro, your boy wouldn't know a hangover if a hangover slapped him in the face. Like, every day I'm dealing with a bunch of nonsense. Every day I'm ghosting a bunch of nonsense. I'm ducking pain, jiving this, juking that. So, a hangover is would be at the bottom of my list. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Do I get headaches? headaches a lot? Never mind that fact, man. I'm not big on the headaches. I used to get them a whole lot more than I do now. My headaches slowed down when I changed up my diet. I will say that. I shouldn't even be on headaches right now. But the headaches changed up when I had to die. But yeah, man, at the end of 30 days, what I can say is that I felt good. I really did. But I am not going to keep this up. Will I come back to it? Sure, I will. But am I just going to stay in absolute L7 square like that? No, bro. I, 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 I just can't do it. I don't, I don't see the point. On top of that, people are... One of the real talks I have with people, I have with my wife specifically, is... The, the relief, the relaxation I get of coming home. And I'm, I'm working from home, man. So for me, coming home is basically rolling out the bedroom and in and into the kitchen. But still, it's just coming out the bedroom and into the kitchen and having that drink. It just takes some of the stress. I just feel like it melts more of the stress away than I gained from trying to stay away from it. And I'm doing a lot better with my sugar ever since. So I'm now, damn the 30 days, I stopped October 29th. It is now December 1st. So I'm about, I'm 30 days, 30, I did 30 days clean. I'm 30 days dirty. And like I've drank damn near every single day since then. That's my usual habits. But even then, I don't, um, gotta admit, I don't feel like my energy has gotten a whole lot worse. And I believe that is probably attributed to the fact that I'm not going to that nine to five for anybody else. Every single day, I have been busting my ass the last little over three weeks. I've been busting my ass with this business. So as I'm trying to grow this business, that requires you to do everything. And you hear that all the time. Being an entrepreneur means you got to wear all the hats. You do wear all the hats. I am wearing all the hats. That means the marketing. That's me trying to find pictures and put them together. 
the advertising. That's me trying to put all the words in into stuff and put a plan together. The knowing where clients are, that's me. The talking to the clients, that's me. The stress of not finding the client, that's me. Everything is on you. The stand up late at night to put things together so you can try to come in and get going faster in the morning, that's me. The stand at work late so you can get things done so you can be, a look, be able to go early in the morning, that's me. Skipping stuff, everything is on you as an entrepreneur. So when I started it, when I first got cut from my job, I mean, I was stressed out. I was worried for maybe an hour or so before I figured, you know what? Fuck it. Let me go hard with let me go hard with my own stuff. And since then, I feel like all you know what? Maybe that's the best way of putting it. Since then, the benefits of me working for myself, being a real entrepreneur, are hitting me just as well as the benefits of no sugar, no gluten, no alcohol. And it's still early in the game. I can't say that. I can't say it's going to be like that forever. But absolutely right now, just sitting in front of this computer right now, jiving with y'all is giving me a smile to my face that I wish I could show you all. But I don't do visual like that, man. I'm trying to make my voice and my words and the way I write be the way that I communicate. When you catch me on the visual, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for me to sit. You got to pay for me to sit in the spot and just be on camera hollering at just you. So because of that, the entrepreneurship, I feel like gives me the energy, the clarity of thoughts. It's helping out with the pain. Scratch that. It does not help with the pain. The entrepreneurship absolutely makes the pain worse because you're doing so much all the time. It's just that you're doing everything for you. And even though it's brand new, fellas, ladies, gentlemen, kings, queens, boys and girls, if you are sick or if you are healthy, it doesn't matter where you at. I'm trying to tell you the power of working for yourself. I wrote about this. I believe it is chapter seven in my first ebook. If you can't get better, be better. Survivor's Guide to Chronic Illness. In chapter seven, I talk about how entrepreneurship is the thing for you to do if you're dealing with a chronic illness because it takes some of the it takes some of the negative thoughts away. Instead of being so concerned about your health and about if you're ever going to get better and how you were compared to last week and you are busy doing things to build up your company that is your stuff that you'll have in the future that you can. I tell people that all the time, that entrepreneurship replaces the negative thoughts of dealing with an illness. And so this right here, oh my gosh, I'm telling y'all. I told you all about it. I've done it before. And this time, I'm not letting it go. Without liquor, without gluten, without sugar, it was great. But man, with this business, it is even better. And that's my thoughts on 30 days without alcohol, man. It may not be the best, but that's what I got for y'all. Old man told me not come to sleep but a dream. So when you see that paint gleam, then know I'm living my dream. 
Girl, your boy had his first edibles that actually worked and I'm a changed man. I've had edibles since I was maybe in my early 20s. I want to say 20, 21. We used to, we used to make them in college and they never really quite worked for me. I just had them because they made you look cool. Got some edibles, blah, blah, blah. And as I've gone older and as I deal with the illness, I've tried edibles out so many times, man, as gummies, as cookies, as treats. I've, my wife has put them on all type of nuts and stuff like that. To It never has hit me enough for me to ever say the edible worked. Until last month when for my birthday, I was gifted with cookies and I believe they told me that it was an ounce per stick of butter. Edible cookies made with cannabis at a ratio of an ounce per stick of butter. Now, if you're going to start asking me how many sticks of butter, and that that's as far as I can tell you, player. I can't go no further than that. That's as far as, girl, I can't tell you, I can't tell you nothing else, man. That's as far as I can tell you. But, what I will say is this. I had the first cookie. And it very much tasted like, like cannabis. Super, super duper had a super duper cannabis taste. Looked good. It wasn't green or anything, but it had a super duper cannabis taste. Man, about an hour later, I went outside to smoke because I didn't think it was working. And when I sat down, I was trying to think to myself, how many times I had just smoked. And that's when I stopped and realized, oh, I'm high as hell. I am high as shit. I'm so, folks, I was so gone. I was so loaded off that one cookie that about an hour and a half in, I realized, huh, this is what people say they have going on when they go to the hospital. But yo, man, I'm, I'm good with cannabis. I went up in the car in the hospital. I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to see just how far this can go. I mean, it got to the point where I felt like colors were brighter. I felt like the TV was louder, but it wasn't hallucinating. It was just, it was just everything was so vibrant. Man, I was laughing so hard at everything. When I was asleep, I was, people, I was watching something and I dozed off right. People, I don't even know if I was watching the TV or not. I know that I went from laughing to saying, oh, this is kind of boring, to completely falling out falling out the wheelchair. And I had to go and cast myself on the bed. And my wife, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, she was freaked out. She was freaked out. And she was, you're not having any more of those. What are you doing? What are you doing? She don't know what the hell I'm doing, man. I am high as hell, house. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I laughed about it. Tell you, man, my high went up for the first three hours. For the first three hours, the high was just steady going up, up, up. It maxed out about three hours in. It stayed like that for maybe another hour or two. Then it started coming down. Tell you, man, I was gone for a good six or seven hours. Gone, gone. And um, I'm a changed man. I will be using edibles for the rest of my days.
So one of the tips that I'm teaching people, one of the tools I am teaching to put your mindset over the bullshit is understanding and knowing your love language. And that is so important for your spouses. That is so important for your kids, for your parents. It's important for where you work at. Knowing that love language is immense. And the love languages are words of affirmation, touch, quality time, gifts, and acts of service. And each of those five is spoken by the different people in your family. Maybe all of them even speak gifts. Maybe all of them speak words of affirmation. But the way that works out is that once you understand your love language, of course it makes you a better communicator because now you know what you're saying a little bit better. You understand why you are talking and why you're doing the way that, that you do. But another big piece of this, man, you've got to spend time and invest and know what the love languages of those in your family are. And the way that is a tool to put your mindset over the bullshit is that we have these arguments, we have these differences with our family members every single day. We argue with our family members over the smallest things. We can argue with family members over are pictures printed better than pictures digital. We can argue with our family members over the use of cannabis, over alcohol, over weight, and whatever that is. We've got to stop, man, and pay attention to that love language. Let me give you an example. The wife and I have been married for going on 16 years. Been married for 16 years. And it was just the other day. I'm looking at my queen. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. And I'm telling her, yo, babe, you talk to me in such an awesome way now. You don't interrupt me the way that you're used to. And I'm just giving her a lot of affirmations and thinking that I'm filling her up. I'm telling her all the things that I've complained about and I'm letting her know, yo, you are doing an awesome job. I, th I kiss your feet, all that type of stuff. Well, I kiss the feet anyway, but y'all get what I'm saying. And as I'm telling her this and I'm thinking I'm being so real, so cool, so awesome with this, I can tell from the look on her face, she is looking at me like, yo, Look at her home. You got to wrap this shit up. I'm trying to watch TV. I can see her phone looking at me. It's like she's trying to look at her phone, but make, but every time I look away, she looks back at the phone. I can see all that going on. And back in the days before I understood love language, what mine was and what hers is, little stuff like that would eat me up. Little stuff like that, I'm thinking to myself, damn, here I am pouring my heart out to you and you don't give a shit? I like it would It would anger me. And they take that anger to work with me. And then I wouldn't be the best teacher or the best realtor or the best tutor. I wouldn't be the best anything I could be because in the back of my mind, I'm still upset and I'm hurt that I poured my heart out to my wife. And she looked in the she looked upside my head like, hurry up, wrap this stuff up. The commercial is going to go off. And then I realized talking to her, damn it, her love language is not words of affirmation. That's my shit, which is cool. So I went ahead and remixed and I stopped and I told her, baby, you've done such an awesome job. I want to help you out more. So from now on, when you come in on Saturdays, I'm going to have the bed sheets washed and I'm going to wash the clothes. 
I can't promise you that the clothes will be folded, but damn it, I am going to have the sheets washed and on the bed, and you're going to always come into a fresh pile of clean clothes. And she bust out laughing, and I mean, I got a kiss out of her off of that. At that point, she told me, oh, well, yeah, that's all you had to say. Thank you very much. And at that point, I could tell that what I'm telling her hit a lot harder. That's the reaction I was looking for the first time. I was looking for her to feel like I filled her up because she filled me up. And because I wasn't using the right language, it wasn't coming across, man. It was coming across awful. And I was going to take a bunch of, I was going to take little slights, little hurts, little, little indifferences, little shit like that would be the bullshit that your mind and my mind could not get over. It's the same thing with, with, with my son. For the longest, I've been trying, I mean, I've been struggling with my son for a past, I mean, for months, maybe over a year. Struggling, overthinking, I'm constantly worried. Damn, man, I can't get my son to spend no time with me at all. He don't want to watch a movie with me. He don't want to sit down and watch the game. We're not going to discuss video games, music. Any, he won't do anything. And it wasn't until I actually had the same discussion with the wife that I realized, oh, snap. My son and I have been doing better with our communication because I realized he's not using words of affirmation the way that I do. He is way more about that acts of service. And I said words of affirmation. I should have said I was trying to force quality time in on us as, as, our, as our love language. I'm trying to force the quality time with him. Quality time is not even my love language, man. It's words of affirmation. Of course, I love quality time, but that's not what I'm looking for. And what I did with him is that once I realized and I'm moving a little bit differently and it's the acts of service. So you say, well, what acts of service are you giving your son? Easy. Some of the acts of service I've given my son are that he needs to get a way home from school. No, daddy can't drive anymore. But damn it, just me being there and getting that Uber for him to go back and forth when he comes in, we have whole little talks back and forth. Acts of service. It's whenever he comes in and maybe his mom has told him something about the dishes. You didn't wash the dishes because of blah, blah, blah. And I slide over there and I've washed the dishes too. Appreciate you, daddy. It's that acts of service he's looking for. And yeah, he understands words of affirmation. Of course, he understands quality time. But I've got to move and treat him differently. And that is, I'm using the acts of service with him a whole lot more. And I'm realizing whenever he does stuff for me and with me, I make sure to give him props and credit for it immediately. And I'm telling you, man, that has been huge for the relationship with my son and I. And I hadn't even realized that I was doing stuff like that until I was slipped up with the queen and was about to get angry over some nonsense and take it the wrong way and just blow stuff up. So the tip you are taking this from Kendrick Avant, your agent of gratitude, who is your certified life coach, helping you with communication, helping you put your mindset over bullshit to be a better person, a better spouse, a better parent. I'm telling you right now, kings, queens, brothers, sisters, learn your love language.
words of affirmation, touch, gifts, quality time, and acts of service. Your kids are speaking them. You are speaking them. Your spouse is speaking them. Your boyfriend, your parents, your neighbor, your employees are all speaking these languages of love. And once you truly know and take time to speak and give that language back, man, the relationship with that person will take off. I'm telling you, that's the tip. I love you here. You don't let these haters tell you that you can't do it, man. You know what I'm saying? Anything you put your mind to, you can make it happen, baby. Shout out to my former employer for firing me. Yes, you win today's gratitude award. Because of that termination, I built that blog into a website. Because of that termination, I've added products and services. Because of that termination, I've went and got my life coach certification. Because of that termination, I joined the Matthews Business Network. Because of that termination, every single day, I am now finding at least five people to connect and grow with. Because of that termination, I'm making myself into a better person, a better parent, and a better spouse. So a thousand thank yous for terminating me. And I'm going to see y'all on the other side. Be pretty. Stay grateful. Next episode, we have a special guest. And I will see you all next time on Disabled But. But that's the way I feel Ain't Every time I get to my get to him That's the way that I was brought up That's the way that I was taught That's the way that I was bred down That's the way that I was raised So when hustles in my music Make them blunts get played See I'm the king of my throne